expression is. But all that glitters is gold. Yeah, so bring it. shooting stars break the mold. These are entirely separate things. Hey, now you're an all star. Are we recording? Yes. Oh, are we really? Yes. Delete all that. She's not going to. Good. <laughs> Hello. Are you using reverse psychology on me? <clears throat> I will move away from the table. Are we recording? Yeah. No, I wanted to check oh, to see if okay. it was on the right dial. <coughs> uh, I know what I'm doing. What is no, this? not yours. The mic. <coughs> what is this episode? Goodness gracious. Hello, my name 19. is Malcolm Gladwell, and this is my new show, Paraphilia, where we discuss predilections for alternative sexual lifestyles. Today, we're talking to a young Brooklyn woman who has rather curious activities with hamsters at a small shop in Bedsty. I'm Malcolm Gladwell. This is my new show, Paraphilia. Hi, Malcolm. It's me, Stacy. Stay, oh, you're going to be Stacy, the woman from the from Brooklyn who puts hamsters up her asshole. I don't know why you're saying I'm going to be. That's who I am. <laughs> we we talked earlier. You you said that we had to have a pre-show interview, so I knew what to talk about. Now you seem confused, Mister Gladwell. <laughs> When I was doing my studies for hamsters inside of assholes, it really fascinated me as a study of power and human over nature. I want to cut this short. Uh, what are we doing today? It's not hamsters and assholes, Dana. <clears throat> no, it is episode 25, Dorophilia. Which is a sexual attraction to... Dora the Explorer. I was going to go with doors. That one is a lot more creepy. <laughs> We're opening the gates with some shit we don't want to do. Dorophilia is specifically whenever someone is aroused by fur skin or leather and it has to be animal fur skin or leather not any kind of synthetic materials because um, i'm chris yeah Hi, chris before this episode started uh i tommy not malcolm gladwell fooled you um i was told that i would not be allowed to bring up certain things so uh i'm gonna like go what? ahead like ed gein would oh. you say ed gein fits into dorophilia yes okay see i wouldn't because he wasn't sexually attracted to leather. He was just creating a leather bodysuit. He was attracted leather. to it and wanted to be wrapped up in it, which is the same thing. Because people buy big fur coats because they like the way it feels on their skin and they feel inside of the skin. Part of, uh, yeah, part of it is, uh, or part of it's thought of as being like a surrogate mother. Like wraps you up and holds you. Oh, like you're back in the womb. Because yes. some, some caveman part of our brain is still inside of her mother's womb and just wants to crawl back up. And hopefully it's not a vagina dentata and it won't bite you. You know what it makes me think of? Those guys that put on, or girls, um, that put on super, like, super tight leather stuff. Yeah. And I think of it, oh, maybe they're stressed out and it's like a thunder coat. I can see that. There's something nice about tight clothes. They're like doggies. You grab them by the scruff to calm them down. (laughs) Well, I'm thinking thinking specifically about what's it called, where uh, you you go and buy them and they they take all your frump and they turn it into oomph. And uh, they're called like power bottoms. No, they're called like power bottom suits or like they have them for men and ladies. Spanks? Spanks, yeah. Power bottoms is what I called it in my mind. But, they turn um, all your front, take turn all your frump into oomph. Is that copywritten? I don't know. But I need sh- to I need to try and sell that because that was me just kind of spitballing and that's pretty damn you good. Get into marketing for spanks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Turns your frump into oomph. Um, Call yeah. them spunks. Yeah, spunks. <laughs> spunks the urban spanks. No, <laughs> it's spanks with attitude. It's got tattoos on it, so when you wear it, it looks like you've got tattoos. You really have white frothy oh, yeah. spanks. White frothy spanks. It's like spunks. nude, but it's got a yeah. It's got like a like the tattoo sleeves you can put on, but it's got tattoos. No, on it. That'd be I funny. Think, it's like I can't find reindeer. where I left my spunk. I think I think spunks <laughs> are everywhere. Actually, it's covering the room. When you find spanks at a thrift store, they are no longer spanks. Once they've been used once, they are now spunks. <laughs> <clears throat> So would you say, and this didn't come up in my research, would you say the feeling of wearing very tight clothing fits into this fetish as well? No. Um, That's definitely a different thing. This is specifically about the feeling of it against the skin, which means like your skin. So like if you like the feel of a fur coat. uh, okay, Something else's flesh. I'll kind of read you what I was kind of thinking. Um, It just says here, this is a type of uh, flypophilia which is an arousal from touching hair, leather, fur, or fabric. Um, is latex a fabric? Yes, it is. 
Exciting. Um, and also, whenever we get into like satin. goatskin condoms, <laughs> that's part of this. Yeah, that's part of this. Yes. Um, satin is one as well, but that's that's all fabric. That's not specifically skin. But silk, silk isn't skin, but it's made from spiders. Right. Yes. But it's a fabric. It's not a skin. That's true. Um, it's a but byproduct. what if you wear spiders like a wool coat? A wool coat is not skin. There's no skin attached. But to wool, it. wool would count, huh? Wool, wool would count. Mm-mm. Why would it not? It's count? a byproduct. It's not the actual skin. It is the fur. So but the you question wear, but it's not attached to skin. But, but they wear fur too. Fur fur jackets. If you are not wearing the skin of the animal, it does not count. So Astorophilia. is it central to this sexual predilection that it, an animal has died? Is, is that is that core to it? I think this is just something that I kind of think and read a little bit about, and this is something that hasn't exactly been <clears throat> analyzed scientifically. But the gist of the idea is that this whole trend started by hunters and like hunters showing off their bravado with all these different skins of animals they have slain. And so it's kind of a powerful thing, as well as, like, I have conquered this animal, and that therefore, like, this skin feels good. So the sexual fetish go both ways is to being attracted to someone wearing it, as well as wearing it yourself? Yes. 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 Okay. That makes sense. It's a display of power. It's a display of, uh, or it's a need for femininity and, and protection. And as always, fetishes spider off and become their own thing. And uh, Mr. Phone Boy's over here on a cell phone. He's uh, he's, he's checking my work. He's playing Candy Crush. Oh, great. He's playing Candy um, Crush. I'm well, not checking goes... your work. I was reading about that game. Mm-hmm. Well, this goes back to... And, and this <laughs> That's is... worse than Candy Crush. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of my personal thoughts on, on Dorophilia. <clears throat> I always think back, my first thoughts are about the tr- traditional Hollywood love nest. Uh, you have a fire-filled fireplace, rose petals, champagne, chocolate, and fruit. And, of course, the fur that's on the floor. Usually a bear or a sheepskin. Not wool, but like a sheepskin. <clears throat> um, uh, or other game skin on the floor for mm-hmm. romping around on. Um, I've always wondered why this is a thing, as I don't really find the fur to be very sexy. Uh, but I can see how a fur coat or stole can be sexy feeling on, like, filling against your skin. Like, put, putting on, like, a mink coat. I don't know. I imagine, like, I imagine the world ends. Mm-hmm. And, like, we, we're back to survival times. Mm-hmm. And you haven't seen a woman in, like, eight months. And then crawling out of the forest, there's, like, a woman who's gone full primal. Mm-hmm. And she's wearing, like, she's wearing a wolf's head on top of her head. Mm. <laughs> that's that's a pretty sexy look. Princess Mononoke. Princess Mononoke. Like, that a, might be fine. But, like, if, if somebody invited me to their love nest and there was, like, a zebra skin on the floor, like, for us to wrestle around on, I'd be like... Nah, I'm good. Let me just put down like a nice cotton blanket. Yeah, and in, in high school, I went on a date with a girl. One of two dates I went on in high school, and I got to go to her house, and there was a giant stuffed lion that they had illegally murdered and shipped back to the U.S. and stuffed. Oh. And uh, it did not arouse me. Did you ride it? I did not ride it. It looked sad. <clears throat> it looked like a dead lion. It makes me sad. That. Um. Yeah, uh, cool. Um, Killing the lion? Yeah, no, that's really sad. And also, like... um, Why is a lion any more deserving of life than a human being? Or a butterfly? What's the difference between... Or a tree? A lion and a mink? Well, genuinely... Except (laughs) for a lion, you probably only need to kill one to make a jacket out of, and a mink, you have to kill, like, 50. So, honestly, you're saving lives by stuffing a lion. Yeah. I just think it's sad at all. Um, yeah, I can't which say. Which is weird because I'm not a vegetarian. I'm not a vegan. Like, you'd think if I really felt that way, I would, like, practice that. Better but you'd you, think, but... as I mean, as long as we're not vegetarians, as long as we're meat eaters, shouldn't we be believing in using animals for their skin? But, I mean, that yeah. would really come down to, like, every part of the animal. Yes. I think that, that the Native American kind of way of life, or what is it, indigenous people. Wait, do they prefer Native American? Indigenous people is what Canadians refer to them as. Oh, okay. Well, um, I like kind of the idea of like, okay, if we're going to kill this thing, we're going to respect it. And the fact that we're going to use all the parts and nothing goes to waste, but we actually aren't killing this just for one part. We'll take its feathers and put them into pillows and we'll take its bones and give them to Alex Jones. That's a real thing. (laughs) Who's that? Alex Jones is a conspiracy theorist. 
What? <laughs> How have you existed around us and not heard about Alex yeah, Jones? Yeah, it's actually a little crazy you haven't heard about Alex Jones. <laughs> I probably have repressed it because I don't care. Um, but I kind of care right You now. should put him into your zeitgeist as a man. He's very much like uh, Steve Bannon. Steve Bannon combined with Charlie Kelly from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. That's pretty damn accurate. I think she's only seen like two episodes of It's Always Sunny. Uh, mm-hmm. Steve Bannon, if he was a cartoon character. Steve Bannon, if he was mixed with... Anyways, my he's point a is, he's a, he's a, he peddles conspiracy theories that Michelle Obama is a man, mm-hmm. and then he plays a commercial about how he is the most in-shape human being on the planet, and it's because he eats chicken bones. Oh, he's also wow. not in shape. He sells, like... Chicken bone drink. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's chicken bones ground up, and he talks about how the secret is in the bones. And, well, his, uh, his like, uh, health, his vitality pills, or whatever the fuck they're called, uh, had were pulled off the market because they were literally filled with poison. Yeah. And this is a guy who's been, like, hugely supporting, like, he's never said, hey, go shoot up Comet Pizza, but he's definitely been like, hey, if someone went and murdered everyone at Comet Pizza, the world would be a better, better place. If you don't remember yeah. what Comet Pizza is, it's Pizzagate. It's where everyone was saying, like, Hillary Clinton was running it. Everyone pause this and go watch some stuff with Alex Jones if you've never seen it. And and for the sake of this, he fits in with his fetish because he eats chicken bones. He thinks fluoride in the water is turning frogs gay. That's not even a joke. I think he was kind of joking. Well, um... But yes, using every part of the animal as opposed to just skinning them. Yeah. And I, I think that jumps us right into the actual ethics of, of skinning. Yes. Because as if we are anything, we've taken it upon ourselves to be the ethical authority of sex, which is an informal title. It's not like we're gods or anything, although we could no. be. But, uh, but it's important to differentiate between what's okay for a furry and what's okay for a furrier. Ah, I like that. Chris didn't. Because a furrier is a is that what the revenant was? Is that a fur? Yeah. Yes. Um, I thought he was sexy in that movie. <clears throat> so really, before we get Mostly started, because he lived inside a horse. Ew. There needs to be a a finite discussion on the ethics of skinning, which is coming from three people who are not vegetarian or vegan. We're all meat eaters, and so it's a little bit hypocritical, but. You know, <laughs> part of living in the United States at this time is just kind of giving yourself little permissions and little feelies. Mm-hmm. And it makes me feel really good that I want to be vegan, even though I'm not. And so my bleeding little liberal heart says skinning animals is wrong. And so I kind of stand by that, even though I fucking eat chicken nuggets. Yeah. Um, I Have you ever seen footage of a skinned animal? Yes. I stand by that as one of the worst things I've ever watched online. Um they took a, they take a, it was either foxes or minks. Probably a mink. It was probably a mink. And they just dipped it in boiling water and they held it under. And then finally, they kill a it. dude, gr- no, it was alive. This, and that's a PETA video. Oh, okay. Oh, so PETA did it to this, this, uh, this, this. PETA's done that shit before. Where Ugh. they've actually. They faked videos like tor- of them torturing animals and then be like, see, look what, th- look what everyone's doing to animals. PETA has mur, has tortured animals. Yes. Yeah. Yes. They do that. And they put them in They've, freezers. They have they have tortured animals on camera and then claim that it's someone else and then be like, see, look how terrible they are to all these animals. And it's like, no, right. that was PETA. I'm officially dropping the rank. I'm making PETA worse than Scientology. They're still in PETA my, is worse than Scientology. They're still PETA's in my worst list. organizations. Good to know. But my point is the video I saw was an animal having its skin stripped away while it was alive, and it's sitting there, and you can see its teeth bare, like it's the fucking monster from uh, Hellraiser. Uh-huh. I can call my dad. He used to hunt and skin minks. Oh, uh, God, let's please not do that. Yeah, and I actually want to keep this, like... <laughs> I mean, I know... Okay, so it's I know how it's done, animal. and it's not that way. Yeah, usually they're, <laughs> they're like, dead. dead. Yes. But there are sadists out there. You never know. You don't know the story behind what you're wearing. I assume if it's leather, at the very least, and call me crazy, because I don't know a lot about a lot of things, but I'm pretty sure that any leather that you wear was also beef that was used. I'd be pretty fucking surprised if there were not... But uh, they are skinned alive. No, they are not. uh, After being boiled. Uh, Cows? Yeah. We are not going to feed uh, the we're not, mill. I don't want to win the fake news award from Donald Trump. 
All right. How long did we make it before he, he came up? I don't know. I really hope we're on his radar, though. <laughs> I was surprised he didn't come up during well, the Alex Jones discussion. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, but yeah, leather, almost all leather is used uh, from beef. They, yeah. Where, cows, big It's not like they have separate facilities where it's like, you know, rival farmers are like, I only use my cows for leather. Well, I only use my cows for beef. <laughs> Yeah. And then they, I I throw the skin away. I throw the meat away. Just right down the gutter. (laughs) Just give it back to Mother Earth as she intended. Because Earth is a carnivore. Sent to Dre Yane. Would being dressed in the blood of an animal count for this fetish? No. We discussed it was the skin. Blood's kind of like skin, it's underneath skin. Would being dressed in a tauntaun count? Yeah. The only thing that's actually um, up for dispute is um, feathers because some people like feather boas, like, you know, like, okay, the feather like against your skin, a lot of like tickle toys that are made for sexy time have feathers. So it's like, I don't know, does that mean I like, you know, I'm into feathers? So does that mean I'm a dorophilia? But that's the only one that's kind of up up for. But that's like wool. It's not. Yeah, because I I would say like, oh, you know, shaving hair. (laughs) If we're going by the definition that it is skin and Mm -hmm. the fur on the skin, then it's not like a feather boa is made from the skin of the animal with the feathers still attached to it. Yeah, but the tricky part about that is is that a lot of times birds are killed for their feathers. Um, Or if they molt, like they can be collected ethically, uh, where it's not of any harm or anything to the animal. But still, like, um, some people are like, well, you know, people hunted and killed birds for their feathers for wearing, um, like, ladies' hats in, like, the early 1900s and things like that. So a lot of them, actually, a lot of birds were hunted almost to extinction uh, for the sake of fashion. So it can be lumped in because it requires death. So even though it's not flesh, it's dorophilia because it requires the death of the animal. It's not Uh. necessarily dorophilia. I'm just saying it's in contention. Yeah. Would it count it if if I wanted to have sexy time with a lady and so I wore pasties made out of the skin off of fried chicken? That's technically a chicken skin. <laughs> yeah, that would technically count. Sure, what if you yes. had your lady friend wear a bra made from turtle shells? The turtle would have to die. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so absolutely. Okay. In my opinion, in yep. my in my opinion, I'm shifting the definition of this to textures that require an animal's death. And so to move forward, we can't even include synthetics. Which Correct. We can't use synthetics. I think eventually we'll do an episode on textile fabrics, mm-hmm. which is uh, I did a little bit of studying on that, but I guess I can just put that in the back burner. Yeah. Of uh, velvet. Yes, and velvet, silk, um, and satin, latex. Um, that particular one is called garment fetishism, which is also a fabrics fetishism. That'll but unfortunately, later we're on this, which yes. brings us to the fetish itself, aside from its ethics. Right. Um. We discussed what it could come from, and it's two very different things. I, I guess it's it's kind of an old world fetish, honestly, and that's why I, I don't see that's it having also one of the most prevalent one if you count leather. Yeah, like leather, leather daddies, leather fetish. Like, well, leather, leather is, is one of the most currently. Prevalent. Yeah, leather, leather is currently leather. very important to the gay community. Yeah. and it's no, sorry, very prevalent to the BDSM community yes. and formally to the, the gay community, especially like the fifties and sixties. Mm-hmm. Is uh, and, and I'm curious, did anyone find in the research why leather became the hip gay thing, like leather daddies and and the assless chaps? Was because it, uh, it was because of bikers and cowboys kind of having gay connotations in those I'm, times. It's I'm rebellious. Not sure. it's, yeah. it's, a, it's worn by rebellious people. Just like it was taken over with punks, so it makes sense. Yes. But, uh, the, the so it's, it's been claimed as kind of an outfit for rebellion okay. uh, for against, like, you know, facing or like swimming against the tide, so to speak. And also for the tangibility of the feel, like the feel of the spank, like you can spank leather and like the tangibility of it feels the way it feels. It's sexual because yeah. it's skin. Yes. And there's also the thought that it is uh, almost like, like a totem, like... By wearing part of the animal, you are subconsciously adopting its characteristics. So, what what positivities are there? I guess to a bull, which could represent virility, and virility strength. and strength. Yeah, okay. Uh, that actually that actually makes a lot of sense. Like, there's a lot of power behind bulls. So, if like, you think of like the yeah. esoteric meaning behind uh, what a cow totem would be, if you're a punk rock 
guy in the 60s, you, you want to show the establishment you mean business by wearing leather. If you are a counterculture homosexual who wants acceptance, you're going to wear the cow totem to say we're not going okay. anywhere. We will stampede you. We're not going to take it. Uh, Dana, what are you looking for? Oh, that's good. Um, Do you want us to? But yeah, that's uh, uh, one of the one of the two main theories behind, or that I read uh, behind this was that it, you know, people wear the leather or the fur as a, adopting the feeling of power. So it could be you know wearing like fox fur and that kind of thing. Where it's also it's also like I this animal was dominated by. You know, not by me necessarily. And I've eaten its but. heart. I've become, I've become <clears throat> yeah. it. I've become the animal. And so the bull virility, which a cow would just adopt virility as well. And the mink is just a cute little critter. Is that the idea there? Is that it's very soft fur? It's very like, soft. extremely soft fur, and they're not they're not cute at all. They're very ugly. I've never seen a mink. Um, the other part of that is that fur is linked back to wealth as well. Yeah. So, like, whenever you were <clears throat> a wealthier, you know, member of high society or something, you would wear a lot of fur to kind of show um, an expression, like fashionable expression of that wealth. Um, like, so uh, combi- it's exotic. Combining both of those, the uh, Roman Emperor Nero, dressed in an animal skin, then emulated the, an- the beast's ferocious behavior as he sexually assaulted the people he had tied to stakes. Oh my gosh! Who is this? Nero, oh, Roman Emperor Nero. He uh, both very wealthy and mm-hmm. used literally acted like the animal while he sexually assaulted people. Fun fact: Did you know that the Romans had a plant that naturally made men's sperm no good, and they farmed it to extinction? Oh, great! You know this? Mm-hmm. That's why they were able to have all those orgies. Because and that's why their their empire fell because they weren't having no babies. No, uh, the, the genuinely, the, there was like a little plant. You'd chew on it, and like it would make you not have babies. I might be mistaken. It might have been a plant that um, was Plan B, essentially. Huh. Yeah, that sounds more likely. That sounds a lot more likely because you know they just can't seem to get sperm to to not. They've work. just now started figuring that out, and, and they're not letting us have it. Nope. And I'm saying, well, give give me the, testing. Give me the juice that kills the sperm. I don't care if it makes me grow a third arm. <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, you can, can get a vasectomy, things. Tommy. No, they don't. They won't let you. We have a friend who will go unnamed who went in to get a vasectomy, and doctors um, they will refuse mm-hmm. if, if you're not married. If you're not married and you're young, they will refuse vasectomies. Which I'm sure it'll be a, 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 a court case at some point. I'm sure there's doctors who do, and it becomes a special thing where it's ten times more expensive because they're the only doctor who does it. They do that for women too. They won't let you get your tubes tied unless you come up with some kind of reason for it like oh i might pass on this horrible you know hereditary um uh i don't know disease or something now there's a good topic for an episode is vasectomy is vasectomies and flopiotomies optomy because they're not removing it's a hysterectomy 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 or tubal ligation yeah they're, that's cool it's not like it's not in every case it's not literally removing the organ mm-hmm. But do the does the connotation of fur as a wealthy person's uh, game carry on to today? Because I, I don't feel like it does as much. I think it, it did is still for a little opulence. while. It's not so much like a full fur coat, but like fur on the hood yeah. and full fur around the sleeves and sometimes fur boots or fur lined boots. Uh, think about Uggs. A lot of people wear Uggs. That's literally sheepskin. Yeah, there's fake fur on everything just to be like more. <laughs> but that's that's going back to the, the symbols they represent rather than the actual animal skinning. Because I feel like genuine animal skin and flesh has different connotations in a world that's grown a lot more sympathetic for animal rights. But yeah, if you look at the the fake, the synthetic, usually the, we have the fake stuff as a way of imitating because we either can't afford or don't want to. Like for imitation, meat. I would say it's more the latter than the former. Well, it's, you go, you can go buy fur coats right now that are going to be like a thousand bucks, or you can buy a fake fur coat that's going to be like. I guess bucks. I'm really thinking of leather. When it comes to cheap leather jackets, you can get at a thrift store. You can get, you can a, get cheap leather jackets if you want a nice leather jacket. It's going to run you like five hundred, six hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. You can get three or four hundred dollar jackets that are synthetic leather or genuine leather, which is not actually leather or something like that. Genuine leather is, yeah, it's another bullshit thing. Yeah. But no, if you, you can get a really nice leather jacket, go over that real, really quick. Expensive. real quick. Go find something leather in your house, especially if you bought it from Target or Walmart. If it's made of genuine leather, genuine leather is the name of a synthetic leather. Isn't that mm-hmm. fucked up? 
I think but it's, you can uh, feel less guilty. I think it's from like the cheap, like the shitty, like throwaway leather that's like forced to and molded together. Composite. Oh, so it, it's not not leather. It's it's a Frankenstein of yeah, a bunch of different. Okay, it's rat skin. It's kind of like uh, chicken nuggets. Yeah, like composite wood. Yeah, exactly. I believe that's what it is. So. Fair enough. Well, it shows what I know. A continuing series of things that I don't have knowledge on. But uh, I, I really don't think that's... But yeah, no, I do think... Like, if you go back, even, like, you look at... It's not so prevalent in today's pop culture, but if you look at, like, 80s movies, all the, like, oh, women yeah. to show, like, rich, opulent women... Ghostbusters too. Yeah. Uh, she had the the uh, fox skin or the mink skin. And I'm pretty sure Mrs. Deagle from my favorite movie, Gremlins, is... I think she's wearing different animals. I think she's got, like, a yep. feather in her hat and mm-hmm. she's wearing she's animal skin. She's got a animal skin car- a scarf. Uh, and sometimes they even leave the heads on or the tails on. Yeah. And that bothers the heck out of me. I'm like, Cruella oh. Deville. Yeah, Because, yeah. well, it represents cruelty in a way. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a... There's a BDSM <clears throat> element to it in the sense of the world is a violent place mm-hmm. and look at me i'm wearing something from from uh the bc era i'm wearing an animal so really, i've dominated this, the world the yes. reason why this is such a, a prevalent one is perhaps because it's like a cultural thing it's a subconscious um, fetish yeah it's a conquering thing it's a powerful thing but it's also let's not forget always tactile as well the pleasure behind dorophilia this is what i found uh, is similar to that of a leather fetish fur appears as a second skin and the sensations provided by fur are much more intense than those coming from human skin so it's one thing to like feel a person's skin and the smoothness of skin or like um, some people enjoy like um, uh, using like a scrub to soften their skin because that's one way to kind of um, really get the sense of the tactile feeling of skin. I like callous as possible. Like a lot of guys have really tough skin or dry skin, Mm. but women have really soft skin. So, I mean, it's kind of, it's kind of different, just the feeling and different textures that skin print can produce. But no matter what, if you, if you feel like a skin and then you feel fur, it just feels different. And so it stimulates a different kind of tactile. It's like if it's again, to bring up like movie tropes, like they would have like sexy time where someone would be like rubbing a feather up and down someone's back. And it's like, it's not, so, you know, a little bit like uh, a little bit more erotic than just rubbing your finger up and down someone's back. But exactly. it's cold. And, and that's one of the things that bothers me about this. <laughs> cold outside? Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> but I've got a mink coat. Oh, but, you're fine. Leave. Yeah. Isn't what Get makes out. it skin the fact that it's warm? Like the tactile sensation of skin. I, I, I get it 100%. But like when you touch another person... They're fucking warm because you want skin to be warm because it represents that blood is filling the capillaries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but fur coats keep the warmth in. Yeah. But the, it, itself is going to be cold. Very good job of it. It's but like when you put efficient. it on, you, your jacket that you're wearing right now is not made of animal. But when you put it on, you don't go, oh, man, my jacket's cold because I'm not wearing it right now. No, but the sensation, you on, if you were to touch my arm right now, it's at a different temperature than my skin. And I, I'm discussing that of if, if it's if it's taking if it's taking the place of skin mm-hmm. and embracing skin. I understand it in the sense of tightness mm-hmm. because then it is a second skin because it's another part of you. But as as far as texture, I feel like temperature is an important part of texture. And I'm picking a very strange hill to fight on. But uh, okay, so if Berkeley was down here right now, would you pet him and then go, "Oh, your fur is not as warm as I thought." Okay, but his fur is but he's warm. alive. Because when I reach through the fur to the skin, and the skin is blood under it, so it's warm. <laughs> It's still, you you have the, like, feeling of the fur. Have you ever touched a Smurf? Have you ever touched someone's jacket and just been like, that's a really soft jacket? Yes. Touch someone's shirt and it's like a really soft yes. shirt. It doesn't matter that it's warm or not. It doesn't really represent the, the change itself. in temperature as much as I think you're thinking it would. Like, if you touch something metal, it's going to conduct its, like, feel to you a little bit differently than what fur would do. I, I just don't think it would feel like like it is skin. I I, I felt genuine leather. We have we have studies of like monkeys when you were like giving them surrogate mothers. Yes, yes, yes. And just the, the, the just the fuzziness. Fact, yeah. Mm-hmm. So temperature doesn't fucking matter, and I can suck a dick. All right, done. It's done. I'm sorry. 
the the next revolution in leather jackets is going to have blood pumping through them. Yeah, that's what I want. As long as I'm still eating chicken nuggets, I shouldn't have to wear jackets that have animal blood in them. In fact, a little why don't we heart. just genetically engineer cows to be small and torso shaped so you can wear them while they're still alive? They'd smell like shit, but you could eat them, I guess. Yeah. Um, having- I thought they smelled bad. Yes. <laughs> That's two, or is that your third Star Wars reference for the Just night? the second one, and it's the exact same one. Um, would you still count it as being a furry if you were to skin an animal and actually wear its flesh in a method that made it look like you were inhabiting the animal? Is that what still kind of animal? Fish? Are we skinning clever fox Depends. and wearing him? Does it turn you I'm thinking of a wolf. I guess it would. Yeah, I think I think that would fall into this category. But I'm curious. I, don't, ex- I think furries are anthropomorphized Animals, not animals. I was just fucking around. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think you'd be welcome at a furry convention if you walked in with a dead animal on you. <laughs> yeah. That would be really badass if you walked in dressed as Princess Mononoke and you had like a wolf's head. Mononoke. 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 Am I wrong? Yes. Oh, wait, I am wrong. I'm thinking of Nausicaa and the Valley of the Wind. You were curious about something, Dana, and I'm sorry. Oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. Um, one, we've kind of been talking about a lot of different pop culture references, and I wanted to toss this one in there, too. Um, <clears throat> according to the internet, which we know is always true, um, it says that one of the most famous cases, which I don't think it's obviously one of the most famous because I don't think many people have heard of it. Um, one of the most famous cases uh, came from the 1870 semi-autobiographical novel uh, Venus in Furs. Uh, in which a man lusts after a woman who loves to wear fur. Um, so basically... Telling that everything below her crotch is flowing out red. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wouldn't yes. it, did, like, the anti-fur movement really gain steam in the 70s? I think so. 70s, maybe, 80s, and 90s. Yeah. Maybe 60s. Because, I mean, I, I'm just thinking through... And yeah, me and Chris have been using, have been using uh, film as our way of kind of guiding our way through this fetish because mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a touchstone for human culture at... Uh, I don't know. I'm thinking of movies from the 70s, 80s, 90s, and that's where you start to see this idea really get prevalent. And you see antagonists. I think it probably happened. It probably happened in the 60s during like the free love movement. Yeah, and then uh, the stereotype carried on. They made it look like a. She's a, got quite an hourglass shape. Mm-hmm. I don't think her rib cage can be shaped normally. Uh, we only haven't discussed a reptile skin, like a crocodile. We also haven't and discussed whale skin. Is that a thing? They. Whale skin's like the most opulent leather. Like that's the stuff that like they'll use in like super high end luxury cars. Really? Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! I did not know about this. So like someone could have a fetish out there. It's like they only want to fuck on on uh, whale skin rugs <laughs> or like whale Jesus, skin sheets. You would need. Yeah, that would be opulent because you would need a huge fucking house for that. I need to make a billion dollars so I can buy a whale skin jacket. I'm pretty sure. That's not true. Whale skins? I, yeah, because you I, can't really hunt whales anymore. But the Japanese can. That's stupid. And so if I go to Japan, that's where I can buy my whale skin. What about shark skin? Can I they make leather make and sharks? snake skin stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, prob- ostrich stuff. Probably not shark as much because sharks are also endangered. Oh, here we go. This but they're scary. So is it a shark tooth necklace? But that's because sharks constantly cycle through their teeth. Oh, titties. Oh, it's an illustrated version of the most oh, celebrated masochist story ever written? By Leonard von Schauermacher. Ma- 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 uh-huh. So, um, that's the guy who actually wrote it, but it's, yeah, it definitely is a like a BDSM sort of kind of thing, too. She's into fur and beating him with like leather things, like whips and paddles. And so, like we, we talked about the communities that this is associated with, and it, it makes a lot of sense why leather is prominent in early gay movements as mm-hmm. well as punk movements, alternative movements. I don't see how this fetish becomes ingrained in the BDSM community because now I would say that it, it, leather is entirely a BDSM thing. Leather is. Le- leather's above whips as it's as far as how synonymous it is with the BDSM community. How how did that start, and and why is it that way? I think it goes back to dominance and power. Um, it's the ultimate sign of of being the uh, well, not being a sadist, but mm-hmm. you know, quote unquote simulated but, sadism. Yeah, being the one that's in charge and in power, like you're, you know, wearing leather. Because if you think about it, at the like, top of the food chain. 
the dominatrixes, you know, yeah. a lot of them were where, or dom, I don't know what's a man dominatrix, just a dom. I don't know. I think the dom- Dominic Toretto or Dominator. <laughs> a Dominator. There you go. Um, Dominator. <laughs> a yeah. lot of them. Were, I think it's a Burger King sandwich. Actually, were leather as well. <laughs> so it's interesting to think about um, the kind of associations um, we actually put into like, okay, somebody's in power, they're wearing leather, but it, they're but wearing fur. It's subconscious though. And that's still, what's so fascinating is that this is not something, something people realize. I, I think unless I'm different and I'm just a dumb dumb, but when I deal with animal byproduct, I, I don't think about the connotations mm. that it has because it's something that's, that's built into us before we can even realize it. Like I said, subconscious. Right. Um, do you think that that's a conscious decision to move towards that in power? Or do, or do you think that, uh, on such a deep level, we, we associate wearing animals with power that we don't even have to realize it. We just respect it without even giving it a second thought. I think it goes back to whenever you don something that's like leather or skin or fur, you kind of acquire their power. <laughs> um, I don't know, kind of enrobe yourself. I think in, it's probably part yeah. of the, like, the, the Jung, like, collective unconscious kind of thing where yeah. we naturally see stuff as, like powerful totems that well, is just so yes. ingrained in society that uh we you know you can use like crosses and that kind of thing mm-hmm. as tons of imagery in any sort of movie that even if it's not christian or anything and people will just subconsciously pick up on the meaning well and this goes into the idea that goes goes beyond um leathers and furs and that mm-hmm. is that fashion itself is a declaration of personality which deserves to be its own episode entirely. I'm just going to touch on it very briefly. But if, if animal products represent power and totems taken from the animals of which the leather is taken, mm-hmm. uh, what do other textures represent? Uh, you know, that's one of the things I was thinking about on the, on the walk over here is you think about silk. What does silk say? And it definitely does say something, as does velvet, as does jeans. Mm-hmm. And I think even if you're the most masculine brouhaha motherfucker on the planet – the clothing that you put into your closet is a biography. I mean, not only not only does your clothing say where you're from, it says the climate of where you're from, it says where you've been. Your attitude. What you've mm-hmm. kept and what your attitude is. I mean, and it, it's been proven that uh, if you open your closet and it's all dark blues, grays, and blacks, you might have trouble with depression. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Yeah, that's been yeah. said. Um, I don't know how much validity that holds, but that's an idea that exists is that – them. If you wear only dark clothing, you might be trying to say so something. All I need to do is put pink clothes into my rotation. Well, the, <laughs> yellows what, and things. I mean, you say that as a joke, but what we wear has a huge subconscious effect on who we are. I mean, you look at what everyone put on today. You look at the fact that I'm wearing these socks and this jacket. This is a huge statement of who I am. It's actually mm-hmm. been shown that it has more effect on other people than it does on yourself. But I, still, we're going to like, call it young subconsciousness. Well, they they did a study where like a guy back when like pink was like faux pas for like a guy to wear, like a guy who wore pink out. I've seen was that. Not I've ma- seen that episode of The Simpsons. Yes, but he was not emasculated. It was uh, other people who were around him felt more emasculated than he was because like I don't know they they were they were having to see pink. He was not having to see it constantly because how I mean. You're not constantly just looking at your own shirt. Why'd you wear a Henley today, Chris? I wear one every day. It's a baseball Henley. Did you wear a baseball shirt? I played baseball. To give connotations of strength. And the the denim that you wear, it's very... It's utilitarian. It's very denim. Denim? I don't know. Denim. Do you know what I'm getting at? I know what you're getting at. I think this deserves to be its own episode entirely, (laughs) even a topic, because it's not necessarily a fetish. What is uh, just the idea that clothing is a much larger statement than we wish to admit it was. Yeah. And um, a, a lot of masculine forces like to scoff at the idea of fashion, but um, even they will spend five minutes picking out a shirt. I, I think there's very few people in the world who dress entirely utilitarian. Uh, even like you show them a picture of like fucking the Justice League or some shit and they'll be like, oh man, Batman looks badass in that new suit he's wearing. I don't think he looks good. Oh no, I don't think he does. I'm... I know what you mean. It's an example. It's but a, there's a lot of folks who say hypothetical. That, there's a lot of folks who say that it's utilitarian. They don't care how they look. But if you show them an outfit that they wouldn't want to wear, they would not want to wear it. 
Like there are sort of people who go, oh, I don't fucking care. I'll wear anything. And then if you if you tried giving them like a boy's sailor suit, like the one that um, <laughs> that uh, JFK's son wore to his funeral, they're like, nah, I'm not wearing that because they care. Because clothing says they do things. Care, yeah. And that finally leads us back to today's uh, topic and fetish. Leather has a statement of uh, rebellion, of toughness, of the animal that w- which it's taken, and it is a profoundly sexual effect. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a show of strength because of its association with death because sex and death are, are harshly intertangled and, uh, and leather rides that line. It is, it is death incarnate being associated with sexuality. The image that I get in my head is, um, I'm, I'm going to use, uh, is this, I don't know if it's a slur. Please tell me if it is, but, uh, don't I don't use the N word. I'm not, I'm picturing, uh, cowboys and Indians in the old West. Like that, that old mythos. Both parties are decked to the nines in dead animals. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the Lost Boys. Davy Crockett. I think Keeper it goes Sutherland? back to staying warm. And warmth being sexual as well? Is that, is that the, is that the, the life side of sex. it? I think it has to do with the fact that, okay, this is a material that I can get by hunting and it will keep me warm. What did that one guy this. say? Everything has to do with sex. Oh, Oscar Wilde said all of life is about sex except for sex itself, which is about power. Okay. Which really every episode can have that worked (laughs) in. Really. It's just a beautiful quote. That makes sense. Yeah. I'm sure there is some sexual connotations of just being warm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, comfort. Yeah. And that goes back to older ideas. You know, right now folks have Tinder, but I'm sure in the 1600s. You know, you might be willing, not prostitution, but you'd fuck someone because they have a warmer house than you do. That's believable. Oh, or yeah. you know what? You can do that in the modern age. If it's cold outside and you want to save money on your, your heating bill, you can just get on Tinder. And you just can't go home because the guy's not letting you. Maybe it's cold outside. All right. But baby, one, it's it's hot in here. One other thing I was going to mention is, did we already talk about Silence of the Lambs? No. No. We haven't talked about We talked about, about Ed Dean, though. Yeah, um, I thought that was kind of an interesting other reference, like the fact that one of the main characters, or not same main characters, he's like basically not even the main character, but the fact that he's like trying to hunt down Buffalo these women Bill. to take, yes, uh, to take away these women's skins um, and wear them for him, his own. Like he would definitely fit into that category of dorophilia, except for it wouldn't be like animal fur or skin. It would be human I'd fuck me. Well, <laughs> human leather is the ultimate statement, I guess. It, it's taking the subtext of leather and making it uh, mm-hmm. as bold as possible. Yeah, because if we I say... I dominate, I kill yeah. people. Like in yeah. World War II, they would sell... Um, a lot of Germans would sell, like, G-tech, stuff made yes. from from uh, skin of yeah. people, like lampshades uh, and things like that. What? Yeah, and there are lots of books. I knew about the soap. I know they... they oh, no, God. Uh, soap's would, not true? Yeah, the sup- soap is true. That uh, they would make us uh, make like lampshades and stuff out of uh, Jewish people. There are actually lots of books that are bound in human skin as well, like the Necronomicon. But actual books in the actual world yeah. by the actual Nazis. Mm-hmm. Oh, not by the. Oh, sorry. Maybe perhaps not by the Nazis, but I'm just saying they they exist. Uh, one books last that. remark that I actually just remembered is um, there are folks who uh, when they die. They'll have their tattoos removed and cured into leather and then handed to their uh, survivors. Oh, wow. So, in the year 2054, I may have Dylan <laughs> Greasy Strangler tattoo leathered Tom, and on my wall. T- Tommy, it just has a note. It's tattooed on there. T- Tommy, I know you would want to have this. So, here's my skin. I'm going for a dunk, Okay, Tommy. so I remember the actual term for this. It's anthropodermic Biblio, uh, bibliopegy. Fetish for human skin. Um, it's literally the no. practice of binding books in human Ooh. skin. Can we get that word one more time? Anthropodermic bibliopegy. So anthro is human. Mm-hmm. Podo. Anthropodermic. Podermic. So anthropo is skin. human. Yeah. Dermic, Dermic is, is skin. skin. Yeah. Biblio book. is book. Pegy is like the making of. Hedgy. That's a mouthful of words. Um, uh, so do we want to talk about pop culture references? I want pop culture references. Go <laughs> for it. Is there something else you wanted to go? No, I was going to skip ahead to Product Corner, which is not time for that yet. Oh, wow. I, I, I've I covered everything that I can think of in terms of pop culture. Chris has one. Zeus. 
took the shape of animals and would fuck people. But that's 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 morphing between animals. That's shape shifting. That's, that's mythology, its own not episode. pop culture. Uh, there was a the story of uh, the Minotaur. Mm-hmm. How it was born was a woman who uh, uh, was cursed with strange sexual proclivities, and then she wanted to have sex with a bull, so she built a uh, a bull or a uh, cow to be inside of as a bull came and fucked her. Mm-hmm. And then she had sex, or, and then she gave birth to the Minotaur. So, literally, becoming the animal, not literally, but dressing up as the animal to be fucked by the animal. Embodying it. Yeah. Uh, Has that been tested in modern pornography? Does If that works? Yes. Um, I like, don't, it'd be giving modern. birth to a Minotaur? I'm joking, there's no Minotaurs. We uh, could try. I mentioned the Lost Boys, and I stand by that one strongly. I... I you know, they're all they all have little hats. There's a little skunk hat and there's a little raccoon hat. Oh. Yeah, the Peter Pan Lost Boys. Not Kiefer Sutherland, because that was very homoerotic. Yeah, different. But there's a lot of leather in that. There's a there's, whole lot of leather in that. Yeah. Um, but it is very homoerotic. Pee Wee's Playhouse, I'm Michael, sure. Michael. Come with me, Michael. Okay. Um, do we want to talk Pee-wee's about products? They have Pee Wee's Playhouse. There's that one where he, he skins that lady. Maybe I watched the wrong Pee Wee's Playhouse. Uh, let's go to product corner. <laughs> um, so I was able to find all kinds of goodies um, that are out there that exist um, besides human skin books. Um, there's a whole bunch of different kinds of furs that you can Is purchase. that flashlight? No. There are a, a bunch of different furs that you can oh. buy. This is a scarf, considering it says the word scarf on it. Yep. Okay, well, the angle you showed me is a weird angle. <laughs> okay. Um, there's also, like, a really long coat. Some of them that are just kind of, like, lined with fur. Um, this one's, like, almost $6,000 from Neiman Marcus. And it is lined in um, Veronica. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, blue fox fur. So a lot of foxes are sometimes used for this stuff. Um, also chinchillas, which breaks my heart because I think they're the cutest freaking things ever. Um, they're really, really cute and they're tiny. So to make a coat like this, it probably took like, a ton. They're like that big. Um, and it is, this one runs about $33,000, but it's on sale for $17,000. Oh, half off. So yeah, it's on a good sale. Um, let's also not forget something super tactile like uh, mittens. Um, these are men's Siberian rabbit for mittens. Oh my gosh, those um, are pretty nut- cool looking mittens. Mm-hmm. They're made for little bunnies. Made they're only sixty bunnies. bucks too. Yes, it's very um, affordable. They're very cheap. Um, a couple of these websites that I discovered were actually like very reasonable, and I'm like, geez, like really, that's it. Well, I mean, if so, animals are technically free. Well, rabbits, especially because they. But you have to so hunt quickly. them. I mean, I it's like saying no, they probably raise them. They probably raise them. Yeah, raised or hunt them. Either way, it's yeah. like it's like saying cotton's free because yeah. it's a plant. I was just making a remark. Just making a funny. Um, I also found several. Um, uh, a blanket. Full pelts, yeah, for like laying on the ground to romp around on, as I said earlier. Um, one of which is like a coyote fur blanket. Um, I mean, we can make those. Those get hit all the time around here. <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, I guess they're soft. Um, but I wonder if people, like, I'm allergic to dander, like most animal dander. I wonder if that would make me I don't think they continue either. to produce dander after they're dead no but it's still skin and i'm sure that some of that sloughs off over time i don't know i know that they still shed these still shed which is kind of interesting um so there's um coyote fur there's also this one that literally is like the entire body of the thing um it's a fox fur stole and that's it has only 250 whole, bucks yeah it has the whole head and the legs and the well, it's tail got the little, little raver girl tail you know when you see a girl who's got a little <laughs> fox tail hanging mm-hmm. down her backside or boys, I've seen boys with those too. Yeah, it just I don't know, I was like, wow, that's literally got the whole the whole animal right there on it. So that's that's a thing that exists. About two hundred and fifty dollars. And there's lots of bison um, pelts and things like that, um, that are easy to access. People sell I don't know, we we're close to Fort Worth, um, where the stockyards are. They sell all kinds of cow hides and things like that. What is it? Uh, what's the name of the, the cowboy boot emporium that's cart? Cartwrights, I think so. Cartwright, because Cartwright's owns the restaurant as well as the the leathery store, Mm -hmm. and uh, any one of those, I think they have cow hides you can just buy. Oh yeah, I I think we're within five miles of one of those. Yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. There's one on two eighty eight. Um, but yeah, lots of bison furs, and there's a whole bunch of different furs like uh, deers. 
reindeers, uh, blue foxes, coyotes, silver foxes, beavers, which beaver skin was a really big thing. Um, it used to be very um, a, symb- a big symbol of wealth to have a beaver skin hat. Uh, so a lot think of America of, was founded on the hunting mm-hmm. of beavers. Yeah. yeah. I actually have the Manhattan flag in my bedroom. I mean, and it's beavers all over the damn think thing. Think about it, during the 80s, there was tons of beaver hunting. Uh, the most expensive of these that I was able to find uh, was fox. <laughs> really? Um, yeah. So red foxes, silver foxes, and blue foxes. Is it because they're so cute that no one wants to kill them? I don't know. Oh, but, I mean, I mean, about... it does look very soft, and it's interesting because a lot of the ones that, that are shown here as examples are usually shown by the bed. So whenever you get out of bed and put your feet on the ground, mm. it's not cold. But I would want a live fox to be there, like so you can step on wild it? and biting my toes. I mean, think about <laughs> hunting like a silver fox, like. I know There's the only top. like three of them, like I can think of. There's like Richard Greer. Not many left in the George world. Clooney. George Clooney. But he's technically a spoken for fox. Anderson Cooper. It's, it's hard to hunt those guys down. There's a an Icelandic company that sells uh, wallets made of whale penises. Yes, the whale leather is made from whale penis. That one's actually made from whale foreskin, I believe. Okay, but we're, you talk about whale leather, and you don't mention that it's out of their dicks. Well, it's whale penis leather, yeah. Well, you said whale leather. You didn't say a whale penis leather. They've got leather. big dicks. That's hilarious. Can you that's, even import that's that hilarious. from the United States? I don't know. This, this guy, this, these Icelandic guys have uh, wallets made out hey, of them. Hey, if you've got enough money. Uh, Corella DeVille. There we go. I, we're in <coughs> oh, product yeah, corners DeVille. now. Yeah, I know. People would be mad if we didn't bring up probably the most famous uh, mm-hmm. example. The foreskin wall, whale wallet. Man, that's a tongue twister. That is for sale for about uh, $24,000. A little bit more than that. It's just the Gross. foreskin, too. It's just the foreskin. And it's all wrinkly looking. And it's uh, only a single... It only holds like two cards. So, I mean, like... I mean, you only need your black card. Yeah, I guess. You need your ID and you need your, like, your eight-pound black gold I'm not card. sure that's so much a sexual thing, though. No. Well, I no, I think it absolutely <laughs> you're, is. If you're, if you're, you're wearing a, an animal's... Penis. If you're on your Tinder date, and I don't think you rub your wallet for sexual gratification. But I'm thinking about a, a person who's trying to make a statement with it, in, oh, yeah. especially in a sexual situation. And, and we didn't quite bring it up in the episode, but th- that's the point of, uh, of of what would be on a bed, and then even then on a chair or as a carpet. Yeah, is you're decorating the area in which you would like to fuck with with statements of who you are. So yes. it carries the same power, just like leather seats on a on a car. Other seats are saying the same thing because a, mm-hmm. a car, like fashion, is a sex symbol of who you are. I mean, I think – I don't think it goes without saying that whenever anyone buys a car or buys a piece of furniture for their house, they're saying, what would it think of a prospective lover if they saw this? What would a prospective especially lover cars. think if they saw it? Oh, yes. especially cars. Cars are sex symbols anyway. So, so to do having that leather seats yeah. stands reason. And having if, a flexible wallet with tons of room for cash on it. And if you're <laughs> sitting there and you pull out – your wallet, and it looks like a floppy, wrinkled dick. <laughs> I don't really know. It looks what like a, a whale's whale dick. Dick looks like. And Let I don't me really tell you. No, no, it's about no, the no. size of a person. <laughs> oh my god! And it gets to be about the size of a minivan. No, thank you. I'm totally good. I don't really want to look that up. Um, just just rub its belly and yell, "Red Rocket." <laughs> the weirdest thing is that it looks exactly like a human dick. It's just identical. Like it's it's shot for shot. No, that's not actually. That would be. I don't want that image in my head anymore. I don't even like it. Hung like, the, a, hung like a horse is no longer the thing to do. Whale. Hung like a white whale, then. Okay. A whale just swimming around. It's kind of a floppy dick hanging below it. Oh, and, got, and James Cameron's in a submarine and he sees it and goes, Those are my great wallets. Oh, I, I, I was imagining him in the little sub. One passes overhead and he just gets like knocked to the side. Just, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's a giant penis. Um, so. <laughs> Must have been a humpback. Uh, 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 okay. <laughs> Raining it in a little bit more. Um, there's also, like, just about in terms of products, anything that you can make out of leather. Like, there's everything you can make out of there Are there actual dildos? Or uh, is, that the, is that the improper term? Is dildo what they. A leather. No. No, it's a uh, sexual education I, device. They have leather baseball gloves. Yes. And they have and most baseball clubs. Footballs are made out of pigskin. So why can't I buy? Made I know out of they used to be. I've seen The Simpsons. 
I've, this is, this is where I find out my information on the world. Um, I'm pretty sure there aren't leather insertables because it's extremely disgusting and dangerous and would hold on to germs and is not cleanable huh? by water, like leather? soap and water. Yeah, it is. You clean it. It soaks a little bit. I'm sure you could have an insertable. I, I'm sure if you search leather insertable right now, you could find one. Because it would just need to be coated in something. Yeah. Like, a, you know, WD-40 or like a... The stuff you stuff addicts with before the 70s? Asbestos. Asbestos. Asbestos ass plugs. Ooh. Leather dildo. Etsy. There we go. Like a leather harness. I'm seeing lots of harnesses. Where it's connected to a dildo. And There's a mouth gag. Oh, yeah. But the gag itself isn't even leather. It's just the little grip around it. All right. Well, I, I if I learned anything today, what did I learn today? I learned you can't have leather yeah. insertables. It's a wooden dildo. Yeah, but that's different. You can varnish that and seal it. It's not going to leave any stickers in your private oh. bits. That's a very steampunky. It's a chrome dildo. Oh, but no leather. Yeah, no. It needs to be a smooth kind of like not a not a I don't want to say absorbent, but like. Yeah, it's absorbent. That's gonna, yeah. I think if you if you blew up leather to like a microscopic scale, I think it's really porous. Yes. I think it's extre- it's like as porous right. as paper. Which is it why it smell probably bad. also yeah, also it would not I don't know. I think a baseball glove has a nice stink to it. Well it's got a nice leather smell to it, but you're also not shoving sexual juices onto it. it what do you call a hand? <laughs> That's a sexual juicer. Yeah, you go up to your girlfriend with a baseball glove and be like, Hey girl. Can be fingering you later tonight. Wow. That's um, how I talk to my hey, girlfriends. Better, better, better. Hey, better, I mean, better, I know better. there's a thing about Swing. Like, slapping people. Wait, wait, are you guys swingers? I'm confused. Slapping people with like leather things. Well, um, or hitting people a lot with of leather tips things. of whips or leather. Yes. Um, or gloves. Like even smacking somebody with a leather glove has a snap kind of noise to it. Um, but I don't know. I don't think there's any kind of leather insertables because it's just, it's. Um, it's not uh, like something you could use like that. The horn of a Western saddle. Take me to the product corner. I mean, sorry, the FDI, Fetish Danger Index. I actually have another <laughs> bullshit cop-out answer for this one. Okay. Uh, it depends on where you stand on animal ethics, and I don't think we as a tribune have the right to come down on that opinion. Yeah, no, I think I that agree. this is a four- if you believe that skinning animals is wrong, if you, but believe, then, if you believe skinning animals is wrong flat out, then it would be a five. If you believe, yeah, if you believe skinning animals animals is wrong outright, it's a five. If you believe that you're using skin from animals that are being turned into meat, anyways, I guess it's a four mm-hmm. because at least you're using every part of the animal, so you have a ethical right to use a product from an industry, so you're not wasting every part of an animal. Mm-hmm. But then also. If you don't give a shit about animals... Or if you believe that we were put on this earth by God as masters of beasts... Yeah. Then it's a one. But then if you're like me, I think personally, I think think I'd give this a two Mm -hmm. out of my hypocrisy. And and that two, the only reason it's an added number is just because, I don't know, you you want to check to make sure it's ethical. Like, you know, I I imagine... And I, I don't have money, so I'm not buying a lot of animal leather or skin. But uh, I imagine there's like cruelty-free leather. There is, and cr- and and you should check for that stuff. So I guess that's why I would give it a two. Is you need to be aware of what you're getting. Just like you probably shouldn't be getting endangered species or yeah. like uh, or really intelligent species. I don't think monkey skin leather is appropriate. But I like, think it'd be too close to human. But like pigs are highly intelligent, and people make things out of pig skin all the time. People keep telling me pigs are highly intelligent. Pig skins. I've never seen one do a Sudoku. What's made out of a pig skin? <laughs> okay. Um, you should I, have dropped. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to be an asshole. No, I, no, no, no. I was. I was dropping his dumb question. Okay. What's made out of pig skin? I'm going to move on. Um, Wait, is there anything? Are there? Can I you buy pigskin jackets? Is that a thing? No, but it's it's used in a lot of different things. You literally eat pigskin. Yeah, chicharrones. There which you go. is actually supposed to be pig fat. But, uh, but, but I they, mean, yeah. wearing it. Yeah, no, stuff is made out of pigskin all the time. Really? And yeah. It's just not bragged about because right. pigs are not a glamorous animal. You, yeah. don't, you wouldn't want to embody the totem of a pig. Exactly. 
Fascinating. Um, but it's actually more utilitarian to use pigskin than it is well, for like fashion. We're yes. killing so many pigs. <laughs> right. I'm sure that I'm sure I'm wearing a pair of pigs right now. I'm sure Nike's are 90% pig. So <laughs> might as well call them oinkers instead of sneakers. 90% pig and 10% child labor. Hot dog. There we go. Um but yeah, I don't know. I think I would the agree. Tears and sweat of crying children. Tommy, I think I would agree 100% with exactly kind of the way you explained where this kind of runs the gamut of the FDI, depending on how you feel about um, animal rights and uh, animal treatment and the ethical treatment of animals. I'm a firm supporter of vegan leather and um, especially of like this um, new kind of leather that they make out of bananas, which is what this is made out of. Really? And you can't even tell that it's not made out of leather. Um, but it's it's a vegan leather that's made out of banana skin. Does it smell good? No, no, it smells bad. No, it just doesn't. Uh, just it doesn't joking. really smell. But it's interesting because if you feel some of these things, they feel very similar to real leather. Um, but if I step on this while I trip. That's funny. That's actually pretty good. That's a pretty good joke. I'm gonna let him have that one. It's like a real leather. Oh, I'm gonna throw paint on that's, that. Wait, is that real leather or genuine leather? Um, this is the real stuff. Um, it's like a $350 purse. So oh, what? Is that whale penis? No, it's not. That would be about $3,000. Dana, what is your, your FDI for you personally? For me personally, um, I think if it's like we're using all the bits of it, it's okay. I really hate that anything ever has to die for like food or or for fur or whatever. Glue. Um. But unfortunately, this is a thing that a practice that we have in Western civilization. And I also really like bacon. <laughs> I also really like beef, I don't really um, chicken, bacon things like that. So I'm I'm a fan of those foods. So I guess if I'm going to eat the beef, I might as well use the leather as well. I really do like some leather things. I have some leather sex toys that I like, like a flogger. <laughs> some of those are fun. Um, the snap of them is, is very satisfying. Um, so, I mean, I guess it depends different strokes for different folks, right? Yeah. And I think that this is one of those ethical issues that in, in our lifetimes, we're going to watch get phased out. I, I think animal rights are really going to change because I think synthetic meat is the future. Yes. I, I don't mm-hmm. think we're hearing a lot about it right now, but there, there's been a lot of big breakthroughs in the last five years. I, I think what I'm... I think synthetic meat's the future just because it will eventually be cheaper. Eventually, yes. yeah. And mm-hmm. so I think that uh, the whole Star Trek era of you can have... Uh, full protein, chicken nuggets, and all these things, and it was grown in a lab. Mm-hmm. That's its own ethical so debate. chicken nuggets. They're, my, they're just my guiding <laughs> point. I don't eat them anymore, but like that, when I was 16, that's what I lived off of. Yeah. They're my totem. They're my totem. <laughs> compass. They're my compass in life. But yeah, no, I think, I mean, why wouldn't you eat something that's grown in a lab versus something that somebody else had to die for? But there, then will, again, there will always be a market for people that are just mm-hmm. like, Oh, yeah, I'm I'm gonna pay a thousand dollars to have a steak that's a real steak. Well, and that three, was yeah. killed. And three, four hundred years down the line, maybe a hundred years down the line, mm-hmm. I think that there'll be a lot of controversy around killing animals in any form. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, and that's only a prediction. I'm not a futurist, but uh, I, I had one more point. Uh, yeah, uh, and by the time we have synthetically grown food, it stands to reason we'd have uh, synthetically grown organs for transplant. And if we have that, it stands to reason we have synthetically grown skin. Mm-hmm. In fact, we already have that. It's just not cheap enough to produce and yet. Synthetically yeah. grown fur. Yeah, yes. at some point. So there's no reason we can't have that. There is a discussion to be had on another episode that's kink cast topics hyperlink futures. And um, we discuss the ethics of growing cellular material without a brain attached to it. But uh, I don't think we need to get into that tonight. So I'm not sure that that's kink cast at that point. Um, and then hashtag it. too smart for me. You can uh, <laughs> you can you can make anything a kink cast episode by just adding and then fucking it onto yeah. the episode. Yeah. I would give it. A one for leather on the FDI. Thank you very much for asking me before pausing the recording. Uh, probably a one for leather just because I've never really thought about it before. And if I've never put any thought into it, then it's like I can't really rate it. Oh, and you're like one. you're the default for ethics. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, fur, though, I would probably I would give it something higher because I do think of fur. Is it bad that my decision or my feelings on this really de- depend on the cuteness of the animal? I mean, minks aren't cute. Minks are ugly. Uh, chinchillas are adorable. 
They're literally like little balls of fluff and yeah. they're cute. My and, friend, I had a friend that had a chinchilla. Right. But I wasn't talking about mink. So I was talking about something cute like chinchillas. Like I would feel worse about something like that dying for fur than I would like a coyote. Coyotes are cute. I like coyotes. I actually like coyotes more than chinchillas. I, I would feel worse wearing that, honestly, because I, I respect anything that I would, looks like a dog. I would yeah. feel most worse about wearing a turtle. I would not. Because they, they cannot run anything. They, yeah, they, they're so helpless. <laughs> yeah, that's why you turn them into a delicious soup. They're already a bowl. You just got to boil them. Um, you can't boil them alive while you're d- dipping a mink into a boiling vat of leathers. <laughs> oh we'll, uh, we'll have a discussion at some point on animal ethics. Maybe not in this show. That's its own entire ordeal. Mm-hmm. I guess that was really all we did discuss. But uh, what's next week? Oh, next week we are talking about, if I'm not mistaken, sorry for all the noise. This is a table and it's important. So let's see here. I have a, ga- a, a galametophilia, statue dolls, mannequin fetishes. Ooh, those always get nice and heated. Dan Harmon. <laughs> what? He likes mannequin legs. Oh, that's oh, fun. That's very oh, wait, and here's our next segment. <laughs> Mail call. Did we get any letters this week from fans? I don't know. This is going to be a bad segment. Oh, (laughs) no. You're not going to warn us. No one sent us any letters. People should start sending us shit so we can talk about them at the end of the episode. Do you remember the first two episodes of KinkCast that we recorded here and I got mail delivered both times? Yeah. I missed that. I should just order some stuff from Amazon just so the guy can come and deliver. We should write letters from us to the show so we can actually do this segment. Or go to friends who are kinky and be like, hey. Hey, Tommy, Chris, and Dana. I was just wondering about this sexual fetish. Love, Tommy. (laughs) Don't use my last name on this show. Tommy. Don't use my middle name on this show. I want both those bleeped out. Cast, we don't do names. Your name has already been released on the show. Shut up. I still want it bleeped, god damn it. In old episodes. God damn it. Good night. And good luck. I said good night.